In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of our Savior. Blessings this morning to all mothers and grandmothers and mother figures, those who are living and those who are with us now in spirit. And I want to thank God for the manifestation of mothering love on earth through human hearts. Love that welcomes us into life and is cherishing and strong and protective and nourishing and soothing. Blessings also to all of us who may be grieving the loss of a mother today, or the loss of a child, or even feeling sadness of any hurt related to motherhood. May you feel the love of God wrapped around you, and may you know how deeply loved you are. The great gifts of mother love and the celebration of it exemplifies the reality that human life is filled with blessings and pain, celebrations and sorrow, great joy and deep grief. God's incredible gifts of love and peace are present in the midst of all of it. And all of it offers opportunities to experience these gifts of grace and love as real and palpable. And our desire for that experience is the real hunger inside all our desires and cravings. In today's gospel, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He, he said this to comfort the disciples who were really distressed because 
He had just told them that he was going to leave them soon. They'd been anticipating that Jesus' ministry would end in a triumphant leadership and that he would always be with them. And they loved him deeply and they didn't want him to go. And so, like us now, they were facing unanticipated upheaval to their lives. To the, they were facing the loss of the rhythms and what they'd assume would come next. And they were feeling anxiety about an uncertain future and powerlessness to restore things to how they had been. A crisis of vulnerability and grief. And so Jesus's words, do not let your hearts be troubled, are for them and for us and are meant to comfort and guide us in times like these. But how do we use these words? Because the palpable grace of God's love with us in our troubles has to be experienced firsthand for us to know it. We can't really know it just as an idea. And I, I want to use grief as an example to guide us in exploring this because grief is everywhere right now. So do not let your hearts be troubled certainly doesn't mean to not feel the feelings that we have, that there's something unfaithful or even weak about feeling grief or anxiety and something spiritually superior about not feeling these human emotions. Jesus let himself feel these emotions. When he saw Mary weeping for Lazarus, he, Lazarus, he was greatly disturbed in his spirit. And when he went to see where Lazarus was laying, he, he wept. He wept over Jerusalem. He cried in the garden before his crucifixion. When he spoke of his death in John 12, 27, he said his heart was deeply troubled. And just a few verses from what we just heard, and he was speaking of his betrayal, he was troubled in spirit. So it's not about suppressing grief or pain. After Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled, the next thing he says is to have faith. And a few lines later, he says, I am the way. He's suggesting to us that faith and following the way shown by his life will set our heart at ease, even in times of grief and trouble. And this way of Jesus is the way of faith. It's the way of light. It's the way of truth. It's the way of love. It's the wayness. It's the way of fullness of life. It's a way, so it requires willingness and action on our part to follow the way. In the way of light, we let ourselves see what we feel individually and collectively. We shine the light of awareness on what is just as it is in our hearts. 
Grief and loss are everywhere right now. Collective losses of the world, lost jobs, lost lives, including those who due to quarantine have to die alone without their loved ones. Grief held in a strange limbo when we can't gather for funerals or comfort one another in person. Milestone plans are lost right now, weddings and graduations. We're mourning the loss of normalcy and routines or simple comforts like petting dogs and social connections or seeing each other's faces and smiles in public. We have um, anticipatory grief. It's the feeling that greater loss is, is yet to come. And all of this, we can't avoid feeling. If we try to avoid feeling it, it will weigh us down and sap our life energy and make us sick. Some common signs of the presence of grief are irritability or low energy, tiredness, difficulty focusing on normal tasks. So in the way of light, when we honestly see what we're feeling, the pain begins to move. Sharp edges of it melt into a healing flow. In the way of truth, we allow our feelings to affect us. It breaks open our hearts into love and into the reality of who we are as vulnerable people who need one another and need God. When we cry, as Jesus did, our hearts move toward healing and we're living in the truth. In the way of faith, we trust that God has given us the strength to feel what is hard, and we trust that we can bring it to God, anything. Grief in the form of raging anger and despair. Read the Psalms if you need examples of this. We trust that we can stand it, whatever the feelings are, and that God can stand it and be with us in it. We don't need to hide. We learn through this to inhabit greater and greater strength of our hearts that has been given to us by God. We are the only ones who can bring the pain inside of us into the light, into God's presence, to be touched by God's love. It's a sacred act of faith and courage, and as such, it transforms us. It lightens our experience. We become through this more available to life, more available to love and to joy, not less. We become more alive. In the way of love, we have compassion for ourselves, not judgment as weak. It's a strength to feel pain. God will help us. In our vulnerability and humility to feel whatever is there, we also spontaneously feel more compassion for others. And we need this when we're holed up together all the time. This is the way of life, walking these ways of light and truth and faith and love. And it can be done in simple practices, as simple as just recognizing at any given moment, I'm feeling disconnected right now. And just pausing to breathe, affirming God's presence and acceptance, 
just a few seconds, three conscious breaths makes a difference. Or you can pause this way every time you wash your hands. Or intentional prayer, 20 minutes maybe, breathing and being very willing to just notice what you're feeling, affirming that God's love and strength is with and in you and that your suffering can bring transformation into love. Or you could gather with others for the Tuesday afternoon pastoral hangout at 3 p.m. You can say what you need to say there and you'll be among caring friends. Or you can use an Ignatian process known as examine. I'm gonna post uh, links on the chat line about this for you to see and go to if you're interested. Jesus' compassionate counsel, do not let your hearts be troubled, invites us to let the pain in our hearts be surrounded and infused by peace, by following the way of light and truth and faith and love and life. We've traditionally called God Father, but God is many things, including a Holy Mother who is holding us and loving us beyond measure, passionately wanting us to know the full goodness of life and love and peace and the joy of loving ourselves and one another. Life can be hard, but the truth is good. It's more beautiful and resplendent than we can imagine. And God is inviting us to the way of experiencing and living in that truth. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.